Good evening and praise God. Uh, my name is Joseph Vishiro and uh, I want us to continue with the uh, Bible study uh, where we are looking at the book of Ephesians. Uh, we can pray before we begin. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we want to give you thanks and praise for this wonderful opportunity that you've given us that we can share from your word. We are praying for your revelation. We are praying for your counsel. We are praying for your direction that even as we share from your word, O oh God, Father, your word uh, uh, will come alive in us that, Lord, we will get deeper in thee, in the knowledge of thee, O oh God, that, Father, we may be able to do exploits for your name. We give you thanks this evening and we give you praise because we pray trusting and believing in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, we have been looking at uh, the book of uh, Ephesians and uh, we first uh, uh, did an overview of the book and uh, last week uh, we were looking at uh, uh, chapter one we led uh, or we dealt with the first one all the way uh, to 14 and uh, uh, we had also given ourselves an exercise that i sent out before sharing uh, that uh, we list out at least uh, four things uh, uh, god has done to us god the father has done to us and uh, uh, for this first, for the first part of uh, Ephesians that we looked at last time, Paul was talking to the Ephesians uh, about what uh, the Father has done for them, and also He has done this for us. And uh, uh, we had said we reached at least four, and uh, maybe just to recap. Uh, bring out uh, some of the things that uh, should have been in your wrist. Uh, one, God has redeemed us through the blood of Jesus Christ. And uh, we talked about redemption uh, uh, being bought or purchased. And uh, it's not just we as, or as individuals, but also the church in Acts 20:28. Uh, 20, uh, it talks about the Lord purchased the church with his blood, just as the soul of believers. Yeah. So uh, we as individuals have been redeemed and even the church has been redeemed. Uh, so that's one thing. And God has chosen us. Uh, that's a, another thing. And uh, uh, he told us that... Uh, he shows us before the creation of the world and he also uh, told us that uh, he has predestined us to be adopted as his sons through jesus christ those are three things and then he has given us an an inheritance and uh, uh, this as we have been adopted as sons together with jesus christ then uh, we get an inheritance as adopted sons together with the, uh, the, the, the son born of God. We who are adopted get the same inheritance. Uh, 
And then uh, he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. And uh, the sixth thing is, uh, that I have listed here is that God has made known to us the mystery of his will that uh, we can know God and uh, all that he has done for us. So uh, we see that in this first part, it's about uh, what the Father has done for us. And uh, uh, in the second part, which we are going to now focus on, Paul is talking to God about the Ephesians. So, uh, he has told them about God, but now he's talking to God about them. Yeah, and uh, he's praying for them. And uh, it's a prayer uh, uh, for revelation or spiritual wisdom. So if I would give a title to our today's Bible study, it will be prayer for revelation or spiritual wisdom. And uh, so we, today we are trusting God to be able to finish chapter 1 uh, from verse 15 all the way to 23. Uh, let's read the first two verses. Uh, therefore, that is uh, Ephesians 1 verse 15. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention uh, of you in my prayers. So you can see it starts with therefore. Therefore, there's something that is making Paul uh, pray for the Ephesians. And uh, uh, if you look at uh, what is making uh, him pray for the Ephesians. Uh, the first also uh, it has this, after I heard of your faith, so that is one thing, faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love for all the saints. So those two things are the ones that are, is making uh, Paul uh, pray for the Ephesians that I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. And how did Paul know about their faith in the Lord Jesus and their love for the saints? Uh, the word says here, after I heard, so he heard. And for him to hear, it means that the church in Ephesians was demonstrating these things that uh, the people who now went back to Paul to tell him about that church, they could report of what they had seen or experienced. Uh, and uh, if you look at uh, what Paul is praying for, I wonder if uh, you had gone to preach in a place and you hear how they are doing and uh, they are doing very well, uh, would you take a lot of time praying for Sasha Prince? Because uh, uh, what we see is that the church is doing well. They have faith in the Lord Jesus and they love the saints. Uh, so uh, one of the things I would want us to see is that you, 
we should not only pray for people with problems. So if you went to some praise and you hear there is a problem, you want to pray. But if you hear they are doing so well, uh, once you hear, even if it's somebody you know and you hear they are okay, uh, or when if they are in a problem, uh, that will be in your list of prayer. But once you hear they are out of the problem, you get them off the list. But it is important to pray even for those who are doing very well. And uh, we have to recognize the fact that uh, Paul was in prison and in the midst of great difficulties, he's praying for a church that is doing well, that that good may be sustained, that they may uh, uh, do even better. So even when we are in difficult situation, we need to pray for others and even for those who are doing well, not only those who are not doing well. And uh, we now come to uh, Paul's prayer, uh, the prayer points, and uh, uh, we can uh, look at verse 17, uh, and this gives us our first prayer point, that uh, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So Paul is praying for the spirit of wisdom and liberation so that uh, the, the Ephesians may know God better. And what I want us to see is that uh, there is more in a Christian life than being saved. God desires that you may know him better so that you can appropriate the blessing he has for you. If you are saved and do not know God well, you cannot function well. You cannot demonstrate uh, his power. And that's why uh, Mark 16, 17 says, These signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will get uh, well. So it's uh, just beyond salvation. Uh, it's knowing what God can do and uh, acting on uh, uh, his promises and getting to see these signs that accompany those who believe. And knowing God is having an intimate daily walk and talking relationship with him. It is experiencing his presence in us and moving through us at all times that uh, we may be mature in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord uh, as Jesus Christ. Uh, this is in Second Peter three eighteen. So that is the first uh, uh, prayer item uh, that uh, Paul uh, uh, offered. That uh, and he was asking that uh, the Ephesians may have the spirit of wisdom and revelation that they may know God better. Uh, the second item is uh, found in verse 18, and verse 18 says, uh, The eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. So he's talking about the eyes of understanding be enlightened, that we may know the hope of our calling, that we will know and cherish the hope 
uh, to which uh, God has called us. Uh, we have been given uh, uh, the great gift of eternity. And uh, we need to have that understanding that our eyes of our hearts uh, may have that knowledge. Being enlightened is to have that uh, knowledge and you are no longer in ignorance. Yeah, We need to know that our future stretches forever. Our life has no end. We are not going to be separated from Christ. We are joined heirs with him and we live with him forever. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans and the thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. So we need to have a deep understanding of our salvation. And uh, once we uh, have that deep understanding, we are able to see things differently and appreciate uh, how God has transformed us. Uh, that we may know uh, that uh, the calling we have is transformational. And this knowledge will make us work with God in all our in interactions. We know that we are in him for a long haul he, and he's with us all the way. And hope allows us to take necessary list, risks to accomplish great things. If you know that uh, this is what is lying ahead of me, then uh, it doesn't matter how difficult uh, what I'm going through right now because I know this is where I'm going. And uh, we need to appreciate uh, what God has done for us that uh, uh, whatever we were, it is in the past. Uh, behold, the old has passed and the new has come. So our past mistakes, our past hearts, our past disappointment, all those norogamata, he has given us a new life. We know, Romans 6, 6, we know that our old self was nailed to the cross with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with so that we would no longer be slaves to, uh, to sin. Second uh, Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, uh, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, the new things have come. And uh, uh, in that uh, same phase, uh, we are talking about leashes of glory of the inheritance, his inheritance in the saints. So he's also talking about the inheritance. In knowing God, we will understand the riches that we have in Christ Jesus. We'll have confidence and assurance uh, of the inheritance we have as uh, saints. And uh, uh, this is a very critical that uh, we know what uh, God has for us. Uh, the third thing uh, is uh, found uh, in verse 19, and uh, this is the greatness of his power and the working of his power. Verse 19, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? Yeah, so uh, actually we can read also verse 20 which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places, 
verse 21 far above all principality and uh, power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this age but also in that which is to come so we're talking about uh, the great power exceeding great power of god and how it works and uh, in greek they have this word dunamis which is inherent power power that is waiting to be released and this is the power that uh, we have when we believe yeah and when we release that power in our lives we see uh, miracles and situations changing uh, we need to appreciate that this massive power is available to us when we believe and act upon God's word. So if you are in a situation, God's power is beyond it. Is it that uh, there is unforgiveness in your life? Is it that there is lack? Is it that there is sickness? Is it that there is danger? The exceedingly greatness, great power of God is available to deal with whatever situation. Uh, that's why uh, he says there's nothing too hard, is anything too hard for God. Uh, uh, he was uh, telling Abraham in Genesis 18:14, is anything too hard for God? Uh, uh, Jeremiah 2:27, behold, I'm the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too hard for me? And uh, we also need to see that uh, he talks about the resurrection power. Uh, this is uh, where he says uh, uh, we sh he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated it. So uh, there is resurrection power. Uh, it is because of the resurrection that we are delivered from Satan, the power of dead death and all evil you know jesus died he went down and took the keys of death uh, he went with the blood with his own brand and atoned for our sins and that's why we can approach uh, the throne of god uh, of god and uh, not just like uh, earlier days when only the high priest would approach the throne of grace, uh, the throne of God. Now all of us have access to God. Uh, we all can touch God now, unlike before where people had to go through the high priest. But now we can go directly. And Jesus took the sting of death and uh, got victory over the grave. And uh, we see First Corinthians uh, 15, 55 to 56. Uh, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, hates, where is your victory? The, sin, the sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. In Revelations 1.18, I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of heads and of death. And uh, this resurrection power is in our life today. It's not in the past tense. And it is this resurrection power that causes uh, uh, temporal things to become eternal. Uh, he is able to select uh, 
situations that are dead. Uh, you would be there and uh, like your life is hopeless. Some have even attempted uh, to commit suicide. But when Christ comes in their eyes, that hopeless situation is lifted up. That hopeless situation gets life. It could be uh, maybe uh, you are trying to do something, maybe a business, and uh, it's like it, nothing is, do, is working. And God comes uh, and resurrects it can select death marriages, he can select lost profession, he can select anything that is dead because there is the resurrection power. And uh, uh, finally, uh, we could read uh, the last phases. Uh, uh, maybe we start from uh, uh, 20 and uh, continue to the very end. Uh, for uh, which he walked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his light heart in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills or in all yeah so uh, we see uh, God's uh, throne is in heaven far above any authority or power in existence and he has given Jesus the same power mm -hmm. that's why we see in uh, uh, Philippians about uh, the name of Jesus Maybe you can read Philippians 2, 8 to 10. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall, should bow, and those in heaven, and of those on earth, and those at under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God uh, the Father. So, uh, so we see uh, that uh, Jesus uh, has been exalted because of the way he harbored himself even to death, and he gave him a great name far above any other name. Yeah. And uh, we see the same thing that we are seeing here far in verse 21, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And there's no other greater name than the name of Jesus. Uh, it, is, uh, uh, it has power that uh, if at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow uh, of those in heaven and those in earth and those under the earth. So all powers are under the power of God. All satanic forces, all egeric beings, every military might, terrorists, uh, plagues, weather, pandemics, 
All these are under the power of God. And uh, uh, he finally, Paul finally finishes when he's talking now about the body. Uh, and he talks about Christ uh, being the head of everything uh, and uh, of the church, which is his body. So we as individual believers, we are the body of Christ. And when we come together, we are the church. So the body is all the saved people. And all those saved people, as uh, they are together, that is the church. Uh, and that church is also called the body. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we see uh, that uh, uh, everything has been put under Jesus' feet. And he is the head over all things to the church, uh, which is his body. The church is his body. The fullness of him who fills all. So isn't it uh, uh, very nice to see that uh, Christ is head over everything, over the church, which is his body, and we are the body. And uh, maybe as I finish uh, for today, I would want you just to consider that uh, this is a prayer that is uh, maybe about eight verses. And you can see how powerful it is. Uh, it's not the length of the prayer, but the weight of the prayer. It is not the length, but uh, its context. Contents, sorry. And uh, what you notice in what we have gone through is that Paul is praying for the root causes. He's not praying for the symptoms. He's praying for those things that if the church understands them, then they will not struggle anymore. And uh, uh, why we sometimes pray very long prayers is because we are praying for the symptoms as opposed uh, to the root problem. Uh, so we see what is manifesting as the symptoms, and that's what we are praying for. So you see maybe somebody is very negative, and uh, so you are praying they stop talking negatively. You're praying somebody will stop beating his wife. You are praying a child will stop being wayward. But if uh, uh, we get deeper in God and we get discernment, we can pray for the root problems. And when the root problems are gone, even the symptoms will go. If uh, somebody does not know God and you are praying that uh, they will give their rights to Jesus as opposed to the things that you are seeing them do, they come to know God and uh, all those system, same symptoms will go. Uh, it could be somebody under demonic influence and uh, you pray that they be delivered from uh, that power of Satan and all those symptoms you are seeing will be gone. But if you keep praying for the symptoms, I can assure you, you pray for long and you pray long prayers because you are not addressing uh, the root cause or the root problem. So uh, that is uh, the end of uh, our sharing for this second part of Ephesians 1. And then for an exercise, 
uh, of the things that we have talked about, yeah, uh, that Paul was praying for with regard to the Ephesians church. Just look at your local church. Uh, what do you see as uh, uh, things that uh, are very critical uh, that we should be praying for, things that uh, uh, the local church is not doing very well in, uh, or that it is doing very well and uh, we want to sustain. So consider, what is it that, uh, if let's say you are to look at City Church, what is it that we should be praying? Uh, even in line uh, with those players uh, of uh, Paul. And why are we choosing this? And what can we do uh, to strengthen uh, these areas? Uh, remember, we talked about uh, uh, the spirit of uh, uh, wisdom and revelation, uh, that uh, uh, we may know God better, uh, number two was the eyes of understanding uh, be enlightened so that we may know the hope of our calling uh, in Christ Jesus. And, uh, and number three was the greatness of his power and the working of his power. So I want us to pray even as we cross. Uh, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we want to thank you for the word that we have shared this day. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we want to pray uh, even for our church that, Father, you may uh, be able to give us the spirit of uh, wisdom uh, and understanding and liberation that we may know you better, that we may know uh, uh, the calling that we have in you, that uh, you may uh, open the eyes of our understanding and enlighten us uh, about the hope that we have uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ. That Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we may also know uh, the power, your great power, exceeding great power, and the working of your power. That Father, uh, we may be able to walk in this power and uh, see that situations are going to bow before your great power. And so, Lord, uh, we are praying that you're going to help us, that uh, we will walk uh, in the newness of this understanding. The Lord God Almighty, even as uh, we are praying for brethren, will not only pray for those who are uh, in trouble or in uh, uh, problems, but we'll also pray for those who are good, doing well, that uh, uh, that uh, that good thing will be sustained and strengthened. That uh, Lord God Almighty, uh, we will not uh, just pray on the service, but we'll trust you for deeper understanding that, and discernment that we may be able to pray for the root causes so that all the symptoms of the situation may go, O oh, Father. So we are praying that you help us, be with us tonight, cover us with the blood of Jesus, continue to read us and to guide us by your Holy Spirit, because we pray to trusting and believing in Jesus' name. Amen. May the Lord bless you. 
remember the assignment and uh, we will review that as uh, we begin uh, chapter 2 of the book of Ephesians. God bless you.